0: I'm Gab. He's Don. Uh, jewel still on his well earned uh, holiday. It is crummy and rainy in West London, Terrible. but hey, as you can probably tell from the fact that I'm still wet from uh, having <laughs> trucks through the rain, uh, what a weekend! Happy Amazing. Easter, to everybody who celebrates it. Um, Liverpool and Arsenal. I thought one of the most one of the most entertaining games Definitely. I've seen in a while in the Premier League. We'll talk about that. So much else going on. Bayern winning. Uh, Juventus losing to Lazio. Real Madrid losing oh. at home to Beira. a crazy show. The Chukwesi show, very much so. And we have a big week of Champions League coming up. We have to start at Anfield, because this is pretty remarkable. The the backstory, Don, hello, um, is obviously City winning the day before. Yeah. So, you know, we have this thing when you play the day before. <laughs> exactly. City are coming. Exactly. The wheel's turning a little bit. But it's okay. Arsenal go out there. They take a 2-0 lead. Yeah. I thought they could have even scored a third. Gabriel yep. Jesus at the far post. Um, And then... In the, and then Liverpool, in the second half, come back. A proper half turn, Liverpool. That we see proper Liverpool in the second half. Yes. He doesn't, uh, they miss a penalty. At the end, absolute chaos. Chances left, right, and centre. Anyone could have won it. Anybody could have won it at the end. Ramsdale coming up big. Yeah. Some tremendous individual performances. Yeah. But I want to start with this. In the popular narrative, there is a moment, and maybe it's because people don't like Granite Xhaka. I, I need to ask you this, right? Yeah people here in England made such a big deal of the fact that there's, there's an incident when the score's still 2-0, mm-hmm. I believe, where Granit Xhaka clashes with Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. you know They go face-to-face. And people say, ah, there's the momentum. Ah, this lists the Anfield crowd. Now, you played for Liverpool. You played at Anfield as an opponent. Yeah, Is this a thing? See, at the weekend it wasn't or was a thing? this a thing? The, no, the... at the weekend it wasn't a thing.
1: Last season, it was a thing when Arteta had the massive round with Jurgen Klopp and the stadium got lifted and the energy was completely different. It was a toxic atmosphere in Liverpool's favour. I think people are digging a little bit too deep in the Granit Xhaka trend thing. I think it was the goal just before half time. That's what gave Liverpool hope. I, I, I looked at that and I think that's, that's a routine incident. Nothing much to see. I don't think that's what set the Liverpool fans alight. I think it was sort of it was coming, it was boiling and then the goal... It gave Liverpool great hope. And Jurgen Klopp would have delivered that team talk at half-time. He would have said, the last 15 minutes of the first half, that was the proper Liverpool. Do that in the first 15, second half. And then the second half, looking at the game, anyone could have won it, anyone could have lost it. I would imagine Jurgen Klopp and his staff would have said to the players, that's the benchmark. That's the standards we've been setting the second 45 so, for the last so, five years.
0: Well, you're telling me as, as a player, you're more influenced by your sensation of how the game is going and what your manager tells you. And the goal. You, and the goal huge, before half-time. Yeah. More so than the crowd roaring because granite shaka, And it's just us in the media who love a good narrative yeah. and say, oh, look,
1: it, silly shaka again. It like, would have got a little spike in terms of the atmosphere, but the goal, the goal done it. Because Arsenal going in at 2-0 is a completely different scoreline. You know, Arteta delivers a, a, a different team talk. He would have been a positive one, sensational. We can score more goals, make sure you're tight at the back. When you go in at 2-1 he would have been preparing his team for an onslaught the second half. Liverpool kicking towards the cop end. So his team talk, I'm not saying it would, have been, it would have been a negative one, but it would have prepped his side for the onslaught that was coming. And then it came.
0: If you're Arteta, do you see this in the end, given the way things shaped up at the end as a point gained?
1: Definitely. I don't. I don't I heard people say two points dropped, and maybe in the context because you're winning 2-0 and you, you end up drawing 2-2, but I don't agree with that. I think it's just because City are on the charge. I think we know we can probably could predict. Liverpool, uh, sorry, City might win every single game from now at the end of the season. They have done. You know, last year I remember. I remember seeing a graphic last year and it was Liverpool 12 to play, Man City 12 to play. How many are they going to lose? They didn't lose any. Both teams didn't, <laughs> yeah. lose, both teams didn't lose any with 12 to go. That's how good City can be. So I think I think in the context when Mikel Arteta called it a jungle the day before in terms of the atmosphere, I think coming away from a point. I think it's well-deserved.
0: Right, just before halftime, we saw, uh, or, or at halftime as we're walking off the pitch, we saw this bizarre incident. I, I had not seen this before, and I've watched football for many years, as have yeah. you. Uh, Konstantin Hatsidakis, that's the name of the assistant referee. Andy Robertson comes over to remonstrate with him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It looks like as he's turning away from him, he appears to elbow him, certainly uh, in the face. Robertson Elbow or a fob? You can call it a fob, an elbow. Robertson very angry, uh, saying he 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 hit me in the face. He hit me in yeah. the face. And there's calls. Oh, should he get banned for how long? Yeah. And
1: what's this weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's difficult. Your eyes are telling you so many things. You're trying to you're trying to answer a question. Did Andy Robertson put a hand on the official? I didn't see that. I must admit, but I'd stand corrected if i can't if I'm really wrong. tell
0: from the pictures. When no, they blow can't. them up, everything becomes pixelated. That's
1: what I'm saying. I would imagine for sure Andy Robertson would have given him a bit of verbals, for sure, because why else would you go there? So you've gone over the referee. Um, I, I, I think what I saw is I think the referee, sorry, the linesman fobbing him off. But when mm. you fob someone off, you can fob someone off in a manner but the
0: elbow is sort of quite. It, it does. High. He's yeah. also bigger than Robert Timsheling plays into it too. We're going to analyze this a little bit more. Right now, I have a lot of sympathies for referees and officials yeah. in general. I have no problem, and I think sometimes, like I hate it when people say, "Oh, they have such a tough job." Uh, how can you criticize them? Oh, why don't mm. you go be a referee? You know, that's stupid, right? Yeah, yeah. They're professionals. Yeah. I want to treat them as such. And the authority, exactly. Equally, um, I think you know. These are professional players as well. Yeah. I know that you're only human, and I can imagine remonstrating immediately after an incident. Mm-hmm. But the whistle's gone for half time. Yeah. So if you chase a linesman to go and shout with him, yeah. it tells me that you're a little bit out of control. Because you're not going to... Are you trying to influence him for yeah. the second half? Like it's kind of what are you doing the, the, the scenario
1: the scenario was weird because if the ref sorry, the, the linesman was quite close to Andy Robertson and the whistle went and say he was on his side and he's this distance apart that's a normal conversation to have it's, it's, it's a normal bit of sort of verbal aggression you can get out your system but it was the fact that he walked whatever it was 20 25 yards he's got a lot of time Andy Robertson to think about what he's saying and what he's gonna say and what he's doing so there's the problem We've got to start respecting the, the referees and the officials now. I mean, I
0: would assume maybe it had something to do with something that happened earlier yeah, in the game t- that yeah, Robertson was wasn't
1: t- happy with. Yeah, there was a tackle I think went on, I think between himself and an Arsenal player that I think he might have felt it was a foul or, or, or whatever. But still, it was the fact that he had the distance to walk and think about his actions. That's where it could have been stopped. And then the linesman was probably anticipating what Andy Robertson's going to say or do. Then the whole situation just got flared.
0: All right. You just. So. It seems to me there's two elements to this. One is, did Andy Robertson put his hands on him? Don't know. Uh, I, I, I think it's interesting that in this age of like you know 4K HD TV, a billion cameras, I don't think we can definitely definitively say one way or the other yeah. because certainly not looking at the pictures, because you but can even see if his hands did. are near him. But even if he did, there's a way. And if, if he. There's t- a way to free yourself from it, right?
1: No, no, no. If you're Andy right. Robertson, I mean, I know you shouldn't put hands on the officials, but if you sort of tap.
0: Yeah, you know, there's a way to do it aggressively and there's a way not to do exactly. it. Exactly. Mitrovic,
1: M- Mitrovich, aggressive. Bruno yeah. Fernandes, baby.
0: Was Robertson aggressive in your view?
1: I don't know what he said. I don't think it's the. I don't think it's, the, the it's the hands. It's what, I, it's what he was yes, saying. Yes, I don't think it's the hand that was being aggressive. I, I don't even know if there was a touch. So if I don't know there's a touch. And right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I am I'm a very honest guy in what I see. I would say, I oh, pulled him back and the referee deserved to fob him off. Right. But I don't know if there was a touch. If there was a touch, it would have been slight. But I think it was more the verbals that Andy Robertson mm-hmm. was just about to give the referee, sorry, the linesman, in his little bit of personal space. Then I think the referee, I keep saying referee, referee's assistant, he then, I think, gives assistant him the... Assistant referee. Yes, gives him the sort of fob. It was just an ugly incident that I think stems from and starts from the players'
0: If Andy squares, doesn't go I, there, I think you also have to be aware that Robertson is little. This guy is you know, not that he's a giant, but he's substantially oh, he's taller. Buffed. He's buffed, and yeah, he looks no, like I've got a bit spends, of body envy. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. looks like he spends his mornings in the gym. Yeah, know? that's envy. Uh, you have to be aware that if you turn and you and you raise, you even want to get away from him. You know, do it with with an open fist lower down, yeah, so you yeah. get him in the chest yeah. and just kind of push him back. You know there are better ways to do it than doing it the way he I did it. I don't know what the conclusion is.
1: I don't know what the conclusion is because we're making up numbers. And I heard, I heard a referee this morning say, "Well, it should be the same as Mitrovic. Should no. it be an eight-game back." Which
0: referee did you hear this? I'm Mark Halsey. Oh come on, Mark. Hal-
1: like, seriously? Ridiculous.
0: Ridiculous. Like, yeah, honestly, some of these
1: people, you can't reference that and put them in the same. Just because hands are on an official, you can't reference and say it's exactly the same punishment.
0: Yeah, look, we expect we hold referees to to a higher standard, but. Uh, to me, it seemed entirely inadvertent. And we, gotta see, we, have, we have to hear Robertson's version of events, and yeah. we have to hear um, this guy's version of events, I think, to, to I make I mean, looking, f-
1: looking from the outside, judging what I, what I saw, I think you stand the assistant referee down for one or two games max, and you move on. I, I, I would may, think that's maybe. reasonable.
0: Well, what would change it is if something emerges after they... Presumably, they'll have to give witness statements about oh, what happened.
1: But put something out to the players. Put something out to the clubs. Stop touching and stop harassing officials.
0: I, I still want to hear what was said, yeah. Uh, from for, From both parties, their version of events, and then you make a call based on that. I, I, I agree with you. It can't be this automatic thing. Nah. Well, this guy got eight games. Uh, Decanio got eleven games. Whatever. Until the referee needs to get. I mean, the, 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 nah. This is just silly. Let's go back to the game because, especially the end of the match, the reason I think part of the reason we, we, we love this game uh, is it was just so exciting. I mean, as as a neutral. Um, <clears throat> things went back and forth. Mm. Liverpool totally in the ascendancy at the end. And in yeah. a minute, I'm going to ask you what Arsenal could have done differently. Yeah. But just to describe this, we had that ridiculous Ramsdale save where I'm watching on television. When I see the shot go, um, at first I think it's going to go out. Mm. And then I see it, it's it's curving. Bending back. In. It's bending back, even after taking the deflection. Yeah. And I think to myself, Ramsdale... Thought it was going out. Mm. He's missed a split second. And I told myself, he's not getting to this. Yeah. He is not getting to this ball. And he does. He goes out. <laughs> oh, monstro. <laughs> uh, and he gets to the ball.
1: Yeah, Do you know you see some keepers pull off saves for the cameras? We call them camera saves. <laughs> just to make yeah. it look good because you know it's a camera save. That one. That was full stretch. It was wasn't even the palm of the hand. It was the fingertips. So it tells you the agility of Ramsdale. It tells you his... His the biomechanics of it, seeing Salah's shot originally, then changing the mind because then you've got to take the the deflection off Gabriel. You've got to adjust your stride, adjust your jump, go full stretch, right-handed fingertip save as it's gone in the top corner, cop end, incredible save. It
0: it was incredible. He made some other ones too, the one off of Darwin Nunez. Um, At the very, very end, this other sort of incredible situation happens where there's the ball in the box and Konate... On the goal line, um, it, it was, it's weird to me because the question is... It's, <laughs> I know exactly what he's thinking. You don't know what body part to go with, right? Anyone else does,
1: he doesn't then. Because you've got two options, it's a right foot tapping or a or, diving header. That's your two options.
0: And you think he got stuck without knowing?
1: He got, he got stuck without knowing and then what he's thinking there, he's thinking, right, what's my biggest body part? What can I get the best connection? A chest. chest. So he's thinking chest from two yards. I've got to score, but then Ramsdale comes across and gets in his you, gets in his does way. Does he
0: also go chest because he's
1: kind Set, of centre forward and never go chest? Midfield player would never go chest ever. It, right. If you had a roller decks of options, you go right foot finish that, diving header. You go through all the options. The last thing you would ever turn to as a striker or a midfield player is the chest.
0: I'm assuming a defender would. I'm assuming he didn't go right foot. Uh, he, he didn't go sideways
1: no, because he's thinking biggest body part. He's thinking connection.
0: No, I yeah sure. Yeah. But the reason for that is because where he is, he's moving. He's kind of half in the air. He's in an uncoordinated. And how many position. times in his career would have been would would Kanate have been in that situation? probably well, once no probably not often but what i'm saying is i don't think he can sort his feet out confidently enough so therefore you that, go... that he can get the side foot right so in then away because you will look stupid then he then he balloons fine. it or whatever fine so if that's
1: correct then you take you go, in you the, go
0: and the header then you go I, into i i don't think he had the he felt he had the right momentum to turn nah, his body to the head if you
1: can go for chest you can go for head so if your body's going down to chest it you can head
0: his head is smaller than his chest no, Maybe. I know. And that brings
1: you no, back but, to your... But, but no, I'm talking what a centre-forward would do, because muscle memory and everything about what you've done in your whole lifetime is right a finish, but then if you can't sort your feet, then you go roller deck, you go diving header. Right. He's panicked and gone, biggest part of my body, chest. Let's just hit the target. From there, I score,
0: and he doesn't. Um, almost immediately afterwards, there's this Arsenal counterattack or um, Martinelli And this is not A knock on Martinelli Who I thought Was was exceptional yeah. um, In the game It's a three on two Now The yeah. Italian in me says Wait a minute First of all I, I, sorry, I have to say this You're Liverpool If you draw this game 2-2 Yeah I mean I know you're chasing Top four and everything But given the way You played earlier Given the way you finished This game You can't get zero points At home And throw this game away How do you get caught First they're of all caught, They're caught In the emotion Liverpool Liverpool are caught in the emotion. But you never with control.
1: Not in the last minute of the game. Not at Anfield. Never played with any control against Barcelona.
0: That was pure emotion. Well, and, when they were when 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 they were three 0 down. Yeah, my got No, the
1: second leg when they'd done them at Anfield. There was no control about Liverpool's play. It was chaos. It was but, emotion. That's what got them over the line. That's what got them the win. So they go. I, I, so they're going towards so, the cup end and they're they're thinking they're thinking emotion. We've got them. We've had them on the rack for that, for forty it, did, minutes. That, that
0: bugged me on the counter. You give up a goal like that. it it kills you. It kills you emotionally. Well, it would have Uh, happened. Right, but that's what should have happened. Yeah,
1: but then then Darwin Nunez could have scored and Canadi could have scored. that's fine, but this is the
0: very end. I mean, to me, the the Martinelli pass, that was totally Liverpool getting out of jail. I I, I
1: don't think, Gab, I don't think, going back to your point, I don't think if Liverpool had got zero points or one point, that helps them towards top four it was the three points that was going to get them to top four so they had to go all in for the win if Liverpool lose that game in that that scenario 3-2 they're not going to get top four if Liverpool draw 2-2 like they did they ain't going to get top four so three had to be the number
0: yeah no I, I, I think that's a fair point mathematically I just think emotionally to concede a goal like that
1: Oh, it would have uh, been devastating. It would have been crushing.
0: I, I, I don't about? know. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe just being too conservative here. Martinelli, as it happens, man's been running like a maniac. Yeah. In the end, just, is the pass more difficult than I think if you're hitting it in the last minute of the game, where everybody's sprinting, you're hitting the pass on the move. Because it's easy, you said, we were talking before, right? It's easy yeah. to us, we're, we're sitting in front of the cameras, in, yeah. in front of the screens, like, oh, this is easy, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: you've got, got a cup of tea, you got a little bit of a biscuit in front exactly. of you. Exactly. Oh, this is easy, that little pass.
0: Is it more difficult, actually, than... Because you've been there.
1: Yeah, do you know what it is, Gab? If you fast-forward five years of Martinelli's career, he makes that pass nine times out of ten. It's a young player in the moment, and his options are... I need to put, I'm pretty sure it was, it was Bakayo Saka, the player that he was trying to find. Your options are, I'm going to play at one yard in front of him, so he doesn't have to take a touch and he can run onto to it. In hindsight, he should have played it to his feet. He should have played it to Saka's feet and then Saka can take it in his stride and finish it. The fact that he tried to play at one yard in front of him, he overhit it by a couple. And that's when Alisson come off his line and just about done enough to get rid. So it's a, it's, a, it's a rookie mistake from a young player, but I wouldn't beat him up because experience tells me He'll make the right choice in a few years' time.
0: You think it was that? It was it was a choice that he made rather than mishitting it.
1: I wasn't a miss it. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he, see, what you've got to try and think of, and I, I, listen, a really really funny story. I, I, I've got I've got a guy who I who I talk with over in Ireland, and we play sort of vets football, and I'm in his phone as Einstein. So whenever I call him, Einstein pops up on his phone. It's a running joke because we we had a few beers, shall we say, till about four in the morning. And I was trying to explain to him, which is really difficult to try and explain. And if I'm a midfield player, and let's just say I'm playing with Darwin Nunez and I get the ball in midfield, I've got all the biomechanics of what I see. So my brain's telling me Darwin Nunez is in. My eyes see it. It goes down to my body, down to my core, down to my right foot. Then I've got to judge the 32 and a half yard pass into Darwin Nunez, and by the way, he's running at 17 and a half miles an hour, and I've got to put that on a dime, right? It's impossible to explain. And footballers never know how they do it. So you just do it on reflexes, you do it on instinct, and you do it through experience. Well,
0: it's interesting here because you you. So it. how do you,
1: so is, the Einstein bit? How do footballers do that mathematics? How do I do a thirty-two and a half yard pass to a guy that's running at seventeen and a half? That does that. Yeah, but do the, then, the, then but, then but we can't have, do we can't do the maths. No, in our brain,
0: but somehow we do because no. we find the passes. Oh, well, and, and that's what that's really interesting, and, and I think the difference is. What you lose is the ability to do it, not the decision. So if you play now, you can probably see things when you say this is the right decision. Experience. I don't know if I can do it because I retired 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, but, right? but but all of it comes into the equation. So what you would say to Martinelli, next time you play that pass, if you're in that same scenario, you can't overhit the pass.
0: Right. right? So he's Cause, got cause more data bring, in his cause brain. Because
1: bring, it, bring, it brings Allison to the game. What you can do is you can slightly underhit the pass. Because if you underhit the pass, it's still going to get to Saka.
0: All right couple more things. Um, Just on Arsenal, is is Jose sitting there kicking himself, saying I could have done something differently in the second half? No,
1: I don't think so, Gab. I I think it was the emotion. I think it was the wave. I think everything that he saw coming when he called Anfield a jungle, and there's a reason why Arsenal haven't won there in a long time. It's a reason why I think take COVID out the scenario for Liverpool. They're unbeaten, not unbeaten, but they've lost like one or two games in about five years at Anfield. I stand by, I think, it's
0: the hardest place to go and get a win on field, and that's City why. And that's why you said Arsenal got a point at Anfield. Um, and, and this is a point one rather than two points lost. I think so.
1: Yes, because um, it's still in Arsenal hands now. The title it's in cities and it's in Arsenal's.
0: Yeah, six points. Six points. City have a game in hand, and there's the head to head. Yeah, I think that's what it to So the down narrative
1: everyone's going, "Oh, it's back in City's hands." And then, it's, yeah. not. it's in Arsenal's hands as well.
0: Fifty-fifty. Uh, well, what's the difference that Arsenal can take a draw in the head-to-head that's what I mean. he can't. So, I mean. you re- if you go percentages, you might not even yeah, be say it's a little more yeah. Arsenal's way. Um, most of, I answered two things, which could be concerns from two guys who've been Liverpool's some of the world's greatest performance uh, in recent years. Salah obviously scores, yeah, and then he misses a penalty. Um, he also took it in a way; his body was angled in such a way that, like, unless he decides to shock everybody and take it with his other foot, yeah, like.
1: There's only one place with the angle he was putting that. I think Bournemouth came into his head when he missed one a week or two earlier.
0: Is this a concern? Is this a thing?
1: It's a a concern, it's a thing Uh, And then someone said to me yesterday, would you take him off pens? Absolutely not, because you've got to get back on the horse at some point You know, Leave him on pens, he'll score the next one I think probably what happened was there, again in the footballer's psyche He's thinking Bournemouth, he's thinking I skied it, I missed it What I need to do now against Ramsdale is I need to be really precise And he was trying to be too precise into that bottom left-hand corner
0: now I want to ask you about defending. We had a whole conversation off-air about Ben White on Nerely, Roberto I nearly Firmino. come to blows, I think. We were close. Uh, we disagree on that one. <laughs> um, leave it, leave it at that. We can't, we can't get into no, it. No, let's have it. For time restrictions. But I want to ask you about Virgil van Dijk. Yes. Um, because, obviously, certainly his is screw-up on the first goal. I think
1: both goals. Is this a concern? Massive. I, I think there's a reason why Liverpool have, have been linked with Evan Ndicka at Eintracht, who's on a free transfer, who's a really good centre-back. I thought Canate was a monster. I thought he was amazing yesterday. I thought easily for Liverpool was man the match. But Van Dijk was guilty. Trent got pulled out of position for the first goal, and they, they sort of swapped over Canate and Trent. But that's not the end of the world. That can happen. But everything that you've been told What are you seeing with Van Dijk? Well, he doesn't spot Gabriel. Jesus, he doesn't spot him. You know, in, 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 on a basic level, when you see the cross come in the box, your first thought is, right, I'm in a position, I need to get touched tight. Because if he's touched tight on Jesus, Jesus might still win the header, but then he can't get the power in Yaku, so you're putting him off because of the bodily contact. The fact that he's ball-watching for an experienced international defender... So
0: you're seeing mental errors here, you're not seeing physical, you're not seeing Van Dijk... Physically, ball I always whatever. think he
1: can do ball, because right. I, think, I think he plays the game at his own speed, and he's, and he's very casual
0: so right. physically
1: I think you can but do that's work. never
0: been an issue before
1: never before right. maybe
0: but looking, so you're seeing mental mistakes maybe you, you,
1: after the ACL maybe needs a summer off and maybe needs to reset right. but the basic level of defendant to spot Jesus honestly Gab that's under 15 16 stuff
0: right.
1: you get the flight of the ball space has never scored a goal so don't stand in space go and get touched tight on Jesus and Jesus cannot score and then he, then he wiped Jesus out on the, on the, on the far touchline and got a yellow card because his, his head's come off. Total frustration. No, so I it, think Jürgen Klopp's got to have the conversation, I think, with Van Dijk in the summer. He's got to look in his eyes and he's got to say to him, are you up for this next season? Because if you're not, I'll bring
0: in competition. So the other thing which struck me was, we talked about how good Liverpool were um, after the break and, sort of really, uh, and really after Salah's goal to make it 2-1. Um, he didn't actually make any changes until the hour mark. Mm. And interestingly, he started Curtis Jones, yep. who's obviously been up and down for kind of like yep. the last two years, uh, and Diogo Jota sort of. But he loves I, his attitude.
1: What well, I loves his attitude.
0: I like the idea. play Salah and, and Gakpo maybe you know a little closer together. Yep. Jota a little behind. That that that's fine. But then when he makes the changes, the guys who come on are Chago and Darwin Nunez. Yeah. If he said to me in the summer that in a key game at Arsenal. These two guys would be coming off the bench.
1: Mm. Well, mean, well, fitness plays a part, uh, and, and I read a report um, that Darwin Nunez has looked a little bit off in terms of being in the red zone and not as sharp as he should be. I thought Klopp should have started with him because I looked at Ben White and I thought Darwin Nunez, Ben White, he could, he could. Well, run. it's
0: also when the guy who's keeping him out of the lineup is C- Cody Gakpo.
1: Yeah, yeah but, but, but but it's but, not like yeah, but Gakpo played through the middle. Sorry, for me, I played through the middle and they were interchanging with. with, with um, I'm talking about Nunez now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, so, so the choice is Nunez or Gakbo. It's the choice is you play Nunez and Sala yeah. or you play Sala and Gakpo. But, right? underst- but I understood the changes. Because, because Liverpool were. I wouldn't no, say. No, I li- but I'm not someone I'm asking. I'm asking. Thiago and Nunez do not start this game. Yes, but they've not been there. Do you think it's purely down to football? Well, fitness. Thiago's first and game. You do only give them a half hour.
1: Yeah, you, you, I mean, can you, can, you start, can you start Thiago against Arsenal from minute one when he's been out for a
0: month and a half? No chance. Or does he have 45 minutes? I, I, well, he did. Well, he came on he came well, half an half hour, Half an hour, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, I get that point. It, it was interesting to me, though, that when I cycle back to when...
1: If, if everyone's fit, everyone's fully fit, Darwin Nunez starts and Thiago starts. But the context is they haven't been fit. Right.
0: And this brings me to the point I was trying to make. is Thiago arrived, it wasn't an enormous fee, I think it was 20 odd million, right? Mm. It was a big contract, older player, yeah. horrendous fitness record. Yeah. And I was always on the fence about, did this make sense? Did you get him only for certain games? And for me, the jury is still out.
1: and I think that's fair. Cause I think we're judge- i think we're not we're not judging Tiago on his level of ability guy's absolutely world class
0: it's his ability to stay to be available
1: and to shut down because yeah. we're comparing i think i think when you look at the job that Gini van Alden done, who was a very very underrated player in terms of everything goal scoring energy right. you know close people down, set the I, tone that's not thiago's game, so they're two completely different players I, I
0: think the mindset at the time was like we'll be against 80% of teams we don't need Thiago so even if he has had these injury issues when we signed him and we yeah. know when he's older he's going to cost us a lot of money that's fine well, we need him for those big games against you know Manchester City yeah. Chelsea at the time Bayern Champions, whatever, wherever we play right yeah. those are the big ones that we need him for where he gives us that ability to unlock teams that sit and, yeah. and, and park the bus um, but I, I, I think it's interesting that you invest so much into somebody in spot duty, and it almost worked. I mean, I, 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 you, you I, could argue it has worked, I, right? They, they, they reached Champions League finals. Oh, they way. they won league. They won the league. Um,
1: but when, when they signed him, I thought, what a player, and I still think what a player. But he can't shut down like Gino van and He can't right. shut down like Prime, Fabinho, and Henderson. It's not his game. He's he's a, he's a controller. And when Liverpool over the last five years have been playing, he's only been there what two or three years every team more or less in the Premier League apart from one or two have always sat off Liverpool that's when he comes into his game it's not when teams are counter-pressing him and running off the back of him because he's slow I was a slow player but Thiago is incredibly slow but what he does with his pitcher and his passing he should be opening teams up left right and centre
0: Yeah, and in the end when he opens teams up obviously that's a goal it's a low scoring game I guess it makes sense I don't know to me he remains one of the more interesting signings that uh, Liverpool have made in recent years Selling a little or a lot, (coughs) Shopify helps you do your thing. However you, cha-ching, Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash gabjules, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash g-a-b-j-u-l-s now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash gabjules. All right, enough Liverpool. How about some quick hits instead? Uh, let's do it. Manchester City stomp all over Southampton 4-1 as Erling Haaland scores twice before coming off ahead of the midweek clash with Bayern because he needs his beauty sleep. <laughs> uh, Don, this guy's pretty good.
1: Yeah, and everyone said he was the problem two months ago. Ah, oh, he's the problem. Doesn't link up the play, doesn't do this, only has 12 right. touches.
0: Uh, this problem bugs me. The problem is he makes, he makes City play he in a different scores 44
1: way. goals in 38 games gap. Scores goals that no one can score in world football A guy's a
0: genius do you, do you know what's funny? Did you hear Pep after the game When he started comparing his goal scoring record To Cristiano and Messi? Messi, yeah And I thought to myself Wait, people never do this, right? You, don't, you never compare a, a young player to, to a, a goat You don't yeah. want to put the pressure on him
1: But did you see though After the game When he took his Alice band off Ellen Haaland And it right. was in slow motion He sort of dragged his hair And he's just like Beautiful because he's just this like Viking warrior that's going to score a million goals a season. That's why he's saying a young kid getting these numbers is Messi-Ronaldo-like, 44
0: so far. I'll tell you what, his numbers through, I think he's played 204 uh, games in his career um, as, as a senior pro, right? Yeah. Um, in, that, in, the, in that time period... Uh, The numbers will be in my column, but he has scored far more than Messi did through his first 204 games and far more than Cristiano did. What people forget is... Cristiano became absurdly prolific. In fact, both these guys became absurdly prolific later. Now, I know before the Cristiano and Messi fans team up oh, to attack me.
1: You hate I know it's
0: different. You this hate guy him. played at Salzburg and he played in Austria and he played in Norway. Don't the care. other guys played in the Premier League and La Liga. That's fine. I am not I'm not disputing that. But I just never thought we'd be comparing somebody I to those thought... guys so soon, even while they're still playing. Gab, I never thought off the back of
1: Ronaldo and Messi's career I can remember saying a million times. No one on earth will get anywhere near their numbers. No one. And then Haaland comes along. It's
0: early. It's early.
1: (sighs) Some early. Uh, Real Madrid let the lead slip gap uh, gap against Villarreal. It was the Chuck Wazy show. What a player.
0: Yeah, he uh, he scored twice. He set up another one for uh, El Comandante Morales. (laughs) Uh, Okay, if I'm Real Madrid, I am not overly concerned. You made some changes looking into the Champions League. Uh, I got a 2-1 up Vinicius looked really really good was that weird I though said, the changes that he
1: made but still played Vinny Junior and Benzema I mean I those th- two are the ones I'd protect
0: yeah I, I, I think he wanted maybe to give them minutes I, they had a chance to go 3-1 up and in the end the Chukwese the winner I mean that's just a screamer oh. you're, you're, you're not going to you're not going to you're not going to stop that um, so I'm okay with it if you're Real Madrid I think yeah. mentally they're thinking alright Let's win the Copa del Rey and let's win the Champions yeah. League and let's have a nice long summer. Yeah. Don, there were ugly afters in that Madrid game. Federico Valverde clashed with Alex Baena during the match and later confronted him near the team bus, punched him in the face, uh, reportedly. Villarreal and Baena uh, have filed a police report. I, this is ugly.
1: It's very ugly. And the comments that the player made about Valverde's son, allegedly... allegedly. Um, I don't blame Valverde for punching him in the face. I don't. If I'm a, if I'm a young player, if, if that level of abuse... But he
0: made the comments before, though, when they played well, last time. Yeah, but time.
1: still, I mean, what a thing to say, Gab. I mean, people can... Yeah.
0: You know, people can... you know Can Google them. Can Google
1: them and, re- and read exactly what he said about his, his, his newborn child. I'm not surprised that a young player like Valverde or an experienced player... There's but a line I think you don't cross. Baina
0: denies making those comments. Um, what I am... What I would caution Real Madrid against is if you can see Valverde is upset, and this is what I don't understand, who's near the buses and stuff, you need to have people on top of him. You need to have people Definitely. near him to make sure that he goes nowhere near Definitely. the other bus. I'd agree with that. And he doesn't make something, because if the police get involved and you find the wrong, the wrong sort of people, yeah. um, this could turn very, very serious very I, quick I, I
1: agree, but I think I think from a footballer's standpoint, I think there's a line you don't cross. And I think he crossed it, if he said the words that he said. Uh, So PSG beat Nice 2-0 to keep their six-point lead at the top of the table gap.
0: But this was not straightforward. Um, So first of all, congrats on the three points. This was was really important because Lon's won on Friday night. And seriously, we can joke about this. Ha, 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 Farmers League, all these Muppets joking about it. But they're nearly throwing this away. If they had lost this game, next week they play Lon's. And then after that game... They could be level on points, right? Mm. This is how, which just seems unthinkable, yeah. right? Yeah, um, yeah they, they, they went ahead with Lionel Messi and then they were rubbish again. And then it was all down to individuals. And uh, Nice hit the woodwork twice. Gigi Naruma did make... that not go in when it hit the crossbar post and was like,
1: <laughs> my eyes still tell me it was over the line?
0: It is. Goal line technology disagreed. And Sergio Ramos scored a late one. Um, man, this season cannot end quickly enough for Paris Saint Germain. That's all I can say. And I'm sure Jules uh, would agree with me. Lazio beat Juventus 2-1 to strengthen their hold on second place, at least until we hear from the appeals court on April 19th. Don, you watched him. What did you make of this version of Sariball?
1: ball in effect. Oh, God, they were amazing. I've not seen Lazio play this well for years. It's
0: like, some pretty good performances this season. No, no, I mean, yeah. no, I yeah. mean, in okay. terms
1: of the consistency and how, how yeah. they've been playing. I mean, I've watched Philippe Anderson a million times when he's played for Lazio and Saint West Ham. The guy was just disinterested when he didn't have the ball. Sarri's got him working back. He's got him tracking. He plays as a false nine when a mobile is not playing. Pedro's really fit at his age thirty five. The midfield players like Cataldi keep hold of the ball. There's people like Kevin De Bruyne who are amazing. But is there a better midfield player out there in Europe than
0: Milinkovic-Savic? Luis Alberto might have something to say hey, about well, that. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms
1: of like the, yeah, yeah. how they play, I mean, it's amazing. It's so
0: much fun to watch. It was, great. It was a fantastic. Did you see something nice about Juvid's second half? Uh, again, mate, well,
1: we'll, well, we'll get into some contentious decisions mm-hmm. about them. But, I mean, yeah, there was loads of decisions in that game. I'll keep it to just two. Uh, should Sergei milinkovic Savage's goal have struck off for a push on Alexandro, and should Manuel Locatelli have been sent off for his tackle on Milinkovic-Savic?
0: So, I'm glad the goal stood. Um, I think the goal should have stood. Yeah. Um, he does push him. I don't think it's a particularly powerful or violent push. It looks like a kind of push for distance. So you think he pushed him, but the goal should stand? He put his hand in his back. We can that, see that We, we can see that clearly, that right? That was my trouble on commentary on the game. Well, but equally, if you're Alexandro, he jumps into the air, throws his arms into the air. Like, what, you want to make sure the referee sees you. That's
1: exactly what he's doing.
0: It's fine. Maybe next time, put a body in milinkovic Savage, and don't concede the goal. True. Right? Uh, don't gamble on the referee and the VAR. True. Uh, to, to, to go. I mean, certainly yeah. they communicated. There was a there was a silent check. Uh, if you'd, if they'd seen, if they'd sent him to the screen, would you come up with a different decision? I don't know. But my, to my me, only problem. I have no
1: issue with it. Yeah. No.
0: No. This, this saying, is a physical game. My, my only problem. And I don't like players who do. No, no. No.
1: No. I get it. My only problem trying to call the game was this was a pundit's nightmare. I think this is a referee and VAR nightmare, as in you can't win in this scenario because you're trying to judge the contact. And we can all second-guess what we thought went on, but there's only two players and the whole planet that knows how much contact there was. Milinkovic, Savic and Alexandro. Well,
0: I think they they're, know the contact only in, the, two the players, strength of the contact. Yeah. Which and, we don't know. And the other one, the, the Locatelli one... <sighs> us. Horrendous tackle! I don't think it was malicious. Oh,
1: Gab! It was a leg breaker.
0: It certainly came, turned out that way because it was. It, well, sli- I, listen, it slides over the top of the ball. I've
1: done them. I've done them tackles. Horrendous tackle!
0: I don't know what Milinkovic-Savic is made of that he was fine. Wow.
1: Well, <laughs> you know? he, he, well, yeah, he limped off and he was. you know pulled his shin pad down. As he limped off at half-time. And in in my humble opinion, he was a lucky man that he didn't get seriously injured.
0: Manchester United overcome your old club Everton, uh, one of your old clubs, Everton 2-0. Though they're stressing over Marcus Rashford's condition after he limped off. Don, I thought United fully deserved this. Massive.
1: I thought they were brilliant. I thought first 45 minutes, I thought they could have been five up. I thought Everton under Sean Dyche at Old Trafford. I wouldn't say bottled it, but I thought the game plan was awful because Godfrey got done over the top from Anthony about five times and Pickford had to be on his game to keep it down to one and then obviously they got the second but the story is Rashford, isn't it? Because when you watch Man United, he's the only one that scores the goals for them. Really? He's the only one with a level of goal scoring ability. Martial, I don't think we're ever going to be convinced. Their it's not going to hit the numbers that Rashford's got so they'll be sweating this morning.
0: Shout out to Bruno for playing deeper and I thought playing very, very well Playing well. that deeper role. Yeah,
1: but that's that's the story. Um, they've got to get him fit. Um... Matthias Delitz scored a wonder goal uh, that gives Bayern a one 0 victory over Freiburg. But a bit of revenge for getting knocked out of the German Cup.
0: A bit of revenge, more importantly, three points, which is obviously what uh, what they need to stay ahead of uh, Borussia Dortmund. Uh, I don't think this was a great performance uh, from Bayern, but they did give it the all. They showed that they were they were mm. mentally tough. What we saw, by the way, Musial and Muller together, but that means you sacrifice a central midfielder. Kimmick back there on his own. It was fine against Freiburg who Mm. parked the bus, Um, but you also realize you can take a million shots without a center forward Without Mane and Nabri performing, mm. um, you're going to have trouble creating clear cut chances. Don MB Brighton 2 1, thanks to a late Harry Gain- Harry Kane goal, uh, which means they remain three points outside the Champions League spots. But Don, Brighton are furious with the AR. And rightly so. All right, three incidents. Uh, just to remind you, we had the Matoma handball and the disallowed goal.
1: Top of the chest. Should have stood. My opinion, yes.
0: We had the Welbeck shot, which came off of McAllister's arm.
1: I'm okay with it. I thought it was a handball. It might have hit the hip, but I thought it struck the hand, so I'm, I'm okay with that.
0: And that's under the interpretation that you can't score exactly. with your arm and whatever, I yeah. knew nothing I can about get, it. I
1: can get on board with that one.
0: Hoyberg on Matoma,
1: Stonewall penalty. 100%. Million percent. And I think
0: it was another one with long leg pulling somebody Lake. back. Pulling shirt.
1: <laughs> another penalty. I mean, honestly, I mean, uh, I mean, I think Howard Webb's phoned up Brighton to apologise. I think, I believe, that's the fourth time they've had to apologise to Brighton this season. So <laughs> if you go into a game and you play that well and you create those chances, you're going to be livid if you're De Gerbi and Brighton. Yeah, 100%. You're be not
0: there. a good day from VR. Nah, not Gabs, a good sir. performance from Spurs, I thought. No, nah, they're going to be fuming.
1: Uh, Gab, there was an all-Italian clash uh, on the sidelines between Stellini and De Gerbi, both managers getting sent off. What's the history?
0: Um, I've heard different versions uh, about this and different versions from uh, the two camps. Um, Some people said, oh, the the Zerbi was annoyed that Stellini praised Graham Potter and the work at Brighton and didn't praise the Zerbi enough. I don't think the Zerbi can be a bit persnickety, but I don't I don't think the Zerbi's ego is such. Um, uh, So I genuinely don't know, but it happened before he, yeah. before the game. During the game, I think Stellini realised, I'm just going to ignore him, which I think wound him up more. Stellini's staff, by the way, Stellini tried to ignore him, but had no compunction about his staff yeah. having a word. The he, other was it, he? The he was
1: after it, wasn't he? De Gerbi, he was after it.
0: De Gerbi was angry. I think he let himself down here. It's the second time he's been sent off uh, this season in the Premier League. And as he pointed out, it's not like it's something that's happened to him uh, too many times. Well, uh, yeah, they're
1: getting, in, se- they're getting sent off, not because they're having to go at the officials. It's not controlling. Mentions not controlling your players I, or staff.
0: Yeah, and you're having a go at each other. Yeah, which shouldn't be happening. No. Um, Newcastle stays third with a win over Brentford as Nick Pope saves uh, Ivan Tony's penalty. Uh, Don, did your boys get a little bit lucky here? Comes Frank felt, so, felt they did.
1: Um, I wouldn't say lucky. Um, I think when Eddie Howe talked after the Man United game, he said after the win they put a lot into it physically and mentally. Then they had to go to to West Ham away. They beat them five one, but four goals were gifted. But they had to work hard. The scoreline wasn't, wasn't a 5-1 win. Um, and they stayed down. They didn't, didn't go back to the North So going to the GTEC, I would have took a point before the game. I think if you asked Eddie Howe before the game when it was four wins on the spin against a team that, in my opinion, is one of the best at home and being in your faces and aggressive and play really good football, I think you take a point. So to go away from that, with a 2-1 win and five wins on the street. So fully deserved, not lucky, is sure. year. Yes, okay. to answer it in a All short right. question, yes. Um, Youssef Makogar comes off the bench and gets a late winner for of Dortmund against Union Berlin. Uh, are they still in the hunt? They're
0: still very much in the hunt. They're two points back and this is a really good performance and honestly, they battered Union Berlin. They, they, they won a goal up, should have scored more. Daniel Mullins playing well. Gave up that goal, and in the past you would have seen Borussia Dortmund crumble. Oh my goodness, we're coming—you know, two defeats in a row. This is we're going to drop points again. But no, they didn't. They kept knocking, kept knocking. Happy for Mukoko too. I think this is his first goal since November, something like that. He gives them something different for mm-hmm. to Sebastian Haller when he comes on. Yeah. Uh, well done, Dortmund, and you know, roll on the title race. Frank Lampard Jr. makes his debut on the Chelsea bench, but a superb goal from Wolves as Mateus Nunez means they lose again. Did you see anything different? from Nothing.
1: Chelsea? Nothing different. I'm looking at a group of players now
0: that are... It's the same players. We same saw Mudrick on the bench, Sterling, yes. 4-3-3. Well, yeah. Sterling... No play. Conte.
1: No, well, Conte was a miss. Um, you know, that, That's a woo for Frank Lardy. You had, you had him to that midfielder, a different team. But Sterling never got a kick. Havertz is just completely shot of any sort of confidence. Mudrick's a good young player. He's not 88 million quid. Leverkusen, I think, bid 30 for him in the summer. You're looking at a team that, when you write them all down on paper... They're a good team. I thought Fofana was easily man of the match, but I saw nothing different.
0: Oh, you to press them. <laughs>
1: Uh, so both uh, Milan clubs were held on Friday night, Gab, ahead of their Champions League clashes this week. Who looked the better, you know, everybody, Inter or Milan?
0: I, I, they look, there's gnashing of teeth pulling up here. Oh, we're dropping points. Yes, it's important for the table, I'll give you that. I thought both teams created a ton of chances. What was different, Inter were beaten by a worldly an improbable worldie from former Inter player Candreva uh, in the 90th minute. Didn't That hurts. It. But they missed a million chances before that. Uh, Milan also, Impoli had zero shots At all in the game until like the 80th minute. Uh, They created chances. I'm okay with that heading into the Champions League. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com gab. Just go to indeed.com gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Cristiano Ronaldo's Al Nasser were held by Al-Feja nil 0 and they remain second in the Saudi Pro League. Uh, but Don, Cristiano was furious. Uh, he still gets wound up by the Messi chance, which opponents chuck at him during games. Right. And he clashed with an opponent that he accused of time-wasting. Are you surprised by either? So
1: educate me. So, he's, get, he's, getting, he's, getting, so well, he's getting the Messi chance.
0: All right, so Messi's very popular in Saudi. Banta, As is Cristiano, right? Yeah. And they kind of figured out because. How are you going to get under his skin? Mention yeah, Messi. Yeah, exactly. Deal with it. And he's competitive, and that annoys him, supposedly. But I think what it is more, what, what, what I liked here, was it's nail nail. Their opposition is not very good. You know, it's like a point one for Alfeja. And this guy, I, I forget his name, but he's like taking his time. And Cushano gets in his face and tell him, tells him, don't time waste. Okay. I like that. I, I like that. He, there's people who say what, you Cristiano's... like it from Ronaldo? Or
1: you like the time-wasting bit? No,
0: I like it from Cristiano. Why? Why are you getting involved for? Because the guy's time-wasting.
1: you can do... Anyone time-wasting, you've got to win a game. You've got to do what you got to do. But he's not from, the, Ronaldo's not the ref.
0: But equally, equally, Cristiano, this shows to me that he's competitive. Definitely. That he's not just there to count the money to buy more gold toilets and gold plumbing. Uh, he's doing this because he cares about winning... All pros do. Uh, I don't know. I well, think there's let, some people let, who managed it. Most yeah. pros do. Okay, thank you. So, uh, well done, Cristiano. And most pros aren't as rich as Cristiano is. Yeah. Uh,
1: so anyway, so Melina and Hermoso, uh for Atletico Madrid, they get a big win uh, to to Vallecano, strengthen their grip on third place in La Liga. Your thoughts?
0: Um, I don't, we saw how Atletico Madrid right now are really, really good, and I think they're going to rue how they screwed things up in the Champions League and What's whatever. changed then? Well, it's not just draw Felix leaving. It's um, the fact, although I think it certainly helped Antoine Griezmann get even better. Um, he's arguably been the best player in, in, in La Liga uh, this season. Um, they've managed to maintain their defensive uh, intensity. Mm. He's finally found, I think, the right balance. Has he found his mojo back? He seems motivated. I, I you know, I, I don't think a new contract is out of the question for for for, for, for Diego. I Simeone. mean like
1: six months ago, seven months ago, it's like oh he's gone, he's finished, this is his last season. Oh, it it, it,
0: all, it all seemed done. But you know, there's a real lift, they're playing really good football. You could argue they're playing some of the best football in, in La Liga. Uh they they got help um in the battle they needed in the battle for fourth, mm. bait these two guys. Biddy's finished with nine men, losing to Cadiz uh, in, in another game. You know, other teams are, are self destructing. They're going into trouble. Um, I think I'll look really, really good right now. Jesse Marsh is a bit of a tease, isn't he, John? <laughs> so obviously, he coached Leeds earlier this season. Yeah. He was let go. Uh, he recently, he reportedly broke off negotiations with Leicester City, who remained second bottom after losing 1 0 to Bournemouth. And this is a sense of deja vu because shortly after getting sacked from Leeds. Yeah. He was in negotiation with Southampton, uh, and then they hired that weirdo. Um, <laughs> whose name escapes me right now. Instead, but then he broke negotiations off with Southampton. Um, I, what does he want? What's he thinking?
1: I mean, is he, is he even the answer? Just well, the answer for Leicester? I, I,
0: like if there's a project, if it's a multi year project. Because if you take it, if you take over, a team, Leicester
1: can't. They can't. The Southamptons, the Southamptons and the Lesters, they're not projects. You've got to firefight and get them out of the bottom three.
0: No, they're projects in the sense that but don't, if we stay you, up great, if we can, go down, what is the project going sure, for? Sure, have the
1: conversation. But I, I think when you're, what, when you're going in for negotiations with teams in the bottom three, don't look about the long term.
0: What, what, what I don't get about this um, is this is also public, right? You should be able to. like If you don't want to take those jobs, if you, if you want to talk to them and stuff, look at things and then make a decision, that's fine. But it, it's not a good look for you that everything immediately becomes public when you break off negotiations. Like I, he must how, have an how, agent, but somebody but how, who looks after him, who knows how to handle these situations. But how do
1: you get the self power to get sacked by Leeds but then you can turn Southampton? Fair enough, they're gonna go down rock bottom and Leicester down Leicester or second too, bottom. Yeah, but you you're too, you're, too, you're too good for them. Well I'm I don't I, I don't know I don't know where his bar is. I don't know what, if Jesse Marsh is going, what does he want? Does he want the, does he want the Brighton job? Does he want the Spurs so, job? What's, what's, I think, what's his bar
0: I think Jesse Marsh is a good manager um, for a Princeton guy um, uh, and I, I, I think it makes sense that these clubs would have would have spoken to him um, I know I, I agree and, with that but to turn no, him down turn Leicester down well because you don't want to you don't it, it depends on the guarantees they offer you if you go there and you say hey look Jesse come here for six months keep us up that's not what Jesse wants to do that's not what Jesse's football is about right Hang on, hang
1: on. Let me just say, come here for six months and keep us up and we'll give you a couple of million quid in your back pocket.
0: I don't think the guy cares about a couple million quid in his back pocket. I think he wants to go to a club where he says, look, I'll do my best to keep you up. We'll probably go down. I think Southampton probably would have been a better fit for him uh, than than Leicester just based on the types of players they have and the people running the club and the the technical operation there. Mm. Um... I get, I get that, and he says, "Look, you know, uh, multi-year deal. Let's plan on going down. Hopefully, we stay up. If we go down, what are we?" I doing? cannot we going to imagine
1: do? Jesse Mars in the championship. Why? Can't, why? It's one of the most brutal leagues out there. He's, he's, he's emotional. I could mean, you, uh,
0: could you imagine Marcelo Bielsa in the championship? That worked out pretty good.
1: No, I can imagine him in the championship. I think he's experienced enough to,
0: to deal with anything that comes his way.
1: I've taken a few bombs to some fans when it's
2: when it's kind a, <laughs> a little
0: bit. I don't. Know. I, I I think it's a PR thing. This is not good PR. I don't blame Jesse. I blame the people around him who are advising him, because to be the repu- to, to develop the repu- you don't. We in the media we're so good at building narratives, right? Hmm. And if you build a narrative of oh, this is the guy who gets re- who gets sacked by leads, and true then story. true story, true story. And then negotiates and turns things down. There's, there's ways to do that. There's ways to explore a job and a situation without the, fa- without, without the fact that you turn them down becoming front-page news that, that's, or, or back-page news. That, that's all I'm saying because then a rep builds in people's minds. Football's a weird, incestuous world, mm. and you get the wrong rep, and that doesn't help you. You, know, you can go. You can talk to them. You can say, no, not for me. In a way that tells a different narrative, and this is down to leaked, who's doing it? his PR. It's funny how it gets leaked. You'd almost think there was somebody looking to make him look bad. I, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Uh, a Palo de Bala penalty uh, gives Roma an early lead away to Torino. They never look back as they won 1 0 gap. Jose Mourinho third in the table.
0: Respect. 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 So, yeah, look, uh, you can't argue with the results. They've got a big Europa League coming up uh, in, in midweek. He, 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 he made a bunch of changes, rested a bunch of players, so from Pellegrini to uh, both Tammy and Bellotti were out for this game. All right, it's all downhill. You get an early penalty. Torino, I don't think, are a great side, and then mm-hmm. they just kind of manage it through. But there's a skill in that, too. And, like, Mourinho's not going to win points for style, even though sometimes he would like to. Um, so to' not judge him by results. This is an objectively good result to be third, even yeah. if Juve gets a point back. You're still in the Champions League. It puts pressure on others. He's got the whole city behind, or the whole red and yellow half of the city behind yeah. him. He got the fans with him. I don't think there's anything more you can you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Now, if he avoids. If you've having little back and forth with retired ex-pros like Antonio Cassano <laughs> who make fun of them, that might be good. But whatever, he That's likes shock, that side of things it's a too. Shock,
1: isn't Nick Cassano have an opinion on something?
0: Yeah, <laughs> no. He says Mourinho's right? too cinematic. <laughs> whatever. Uh, the Premier League on Thursday will vote on whether or not to ban betting sponsors from the front of shirts. Uh, Don, do you have a view on this?
1: See, if you'd asked me ten years ago, I probably wouldn't. Have, I probably would have said it's not the end of the world. I think we've moved on. I, I think. Life's very different now. I think there's an awful lot of people suffering. I probably think it's a good idea. I think we can try and keep uh, irresponsible gamblers away from gambling by what you see visually. If you're constantly getting pumped out ideas, with with betting companies across shirts, advertisement boards, etc. I think it can, even if it just helps one person gab, I think it, it's a good mm. thing.
0: So it's already happened in some other countries. I, I think... Um, look, I, I, I'm fine if people want to want to bet on football in the Premier League and in other countries too in Europe. There's been a weird dynamic because if you look at the names of those sponsors, right? Those aren't sponsor, the Those aren't bookmakers that are readily available, you know, in this country. Right? They're almost all Chinese based, and they exist because there's a ban in China on on advertising these things. Oh, right. And so, what's the easiest way to get around the ban? Hey, I'll pay five million to Premier League clubs since yeah. the games are broadcast in China, yeah. and you can see like eight 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 bet or so. The weirdo one, remember Manbet, yeah. which sounds like Newcastle.
1: Book... Newcastle had one or have one? I can't remember. Newcastle sponsored no, it. It's bit
0: all bit about Newcastle all the time. you're no, I I excited. across
1: a betting company across the front.
0: But Manbet, I thought was funny because it sounded like you know a bookmaker for people who use grinder or something. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was a uh, it, it was just. I think they should investigate also because many of these brands they're all owned and are funneled through the same people it's if you don't need it maybe you think about it you can still have betting partnerships nobody's talking about making it illegal but some of these you know they exist for a reason which yeah. is to sort of circumvent in other countries laws yeah. yeah I think this is something to consider yeah
1: uh, the Mirror reports that the Premier League are considering a major shake-up after they would sell their TV rights uh, for the next cycle gap what are they planning
0: So this is something that leagues around the world always pretend like they're going to do because they want broadcasters to put more money in. And it's something that might work in theory. Basically, the idea is is the Premier League says, you know what? Instead of selling my television rights uh, to to Sky, MBT Sport in the UK, to to NBC in the US, to whoever they sell them to around the world, how about I go and I produce the game myself in-house, right? Mm -hmm. And I set up my own streaming service. And then instead of paying a subscription to the broadcasters, you just pay the subscription direct to me Um, and then we make money. It's an interesting one. They've always sought partners because they say, look, we're not a media company. But in the end, what we're seeing with streaming mm. is, and, and because I think they felt that they could get more money from broadcasters, because broadcasters, you know, they often sell you a whole package along yeah. with it. If it's if it's you know a cable subscription or a satellite subscription, they sell you the dish and whatever, and they upsell you. But we're in an age now where so many people have cut the cord, and people are just buying streaming services just to just to watch games. Yeah. I subscribed to something called ViaPlay yeah. so that I could watch La Liga. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's something in this. I think it would be a bold move. It would mean giving up guaranteed money, because you're not gonna have a guarantee. Yeah. It comes down to how many subscriptions you can sell. I think in the past also with concerns of piracy, whatever, people yeah. have money. Uh, I'll be really curious to see if they if they follow through on it. We've seen some things do it on a minor scale, usually abroad in certain countries, and it's worked okay. Um, this would be a bold move if they do it. Christophe Gaultier uh, who's a Paris Saint-Germain a manager he was furious at Nice fans after, infurled, after they unfurled a banner insulting his mother who is 83 years old uh, he came out and he said and obviously he managed Nice previously he said, oh, without me you would have never had mm. European football um, I'm guessing you've heard all sorts this. of insults during games why? 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 why insult someone's mother? I think they. I don't know exactly what they said. No,
1: I know. But why? Why cross that line? Why? 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 Why, get, why, why? Why is there so much hatred? Why? If you why get
0: called f- an SOB, then you are insulting somebody's mother, right?
1: Yeah, I don't. Why? I, 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 I don't. I don't get why you'd want to go in the stadium and unfurl banners about a, I, an 83-year-old lady
0: who nobody knows and is not in the public exactly. eye and so whatever. Exactly, so she comes into it,
1: it, you know, it. If you want to have a little bit of Galtier and you want to call him some names under the sun and unfurl a banner that you might not be happy with, but you don't cross the line, then yeah. I can maybe get on board with. But again, you're crossing the line into it.
0: Yeah, no, I I'm, I. 100% agree with you. I think with Galtier too, which what's funny is, not funny, but unusual is, in that stadium, he was probably getting abuse from both sets of fans <laughs> continuously. So, yeah, another long, hard season for him reports in Barca
1: say that Messi's camp is waiting for the club to make contact over a possible return to Barca as he signs a new deal with Paris Saint-Germain or goes off to Miami or Saudi Arabia. What makes sense?
0: Where's he going? None, none of this makes sense. This is so stupid. So we said it before. It would be really, really dumb unless Messi decides to play for free or something for him to return to Barcelona. You've got a football project. You've got books to balance. Enough of this nonsense. You want to rebuild bridges and relationships with him. Great. That's important because he's a huge part of Barcelona's history. But
1: What, what do you see him doing? Where does he go? Does he? I have no right? idea.
0: I just, I'm just tired of people, uh, of, 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 of this nonsense... With with Barcelona, that people—it's almost like these people are, are are children that they keep pushing this as if like this is actually a really good option for the club. Um, sure says, might come into it." What, what shirt says when you have to pay him? Like I said, unless he goes there and says, "I'm going to do this as an act." Of well, life. that'll be well. That'll like for, but you know what? He, he wasn't going to do it before. Why don't he? Well, why well, he would do well, it now? Well, right?
1: well, the way they let him go and the, and the debacle and that—that um, was a shambles.
0: Uh, the Paris Saint man. I said I had doubts over how long the Qataris are going to fund this project. Miami Saudi Arabia I don't know everybody all his dad is going we said this before his that's going around the world talking to people listening to them and after they meet with his dad I don't I don't know if his dad's a very likable guy uh but he you know they, they at least oh, yeah, he's coming here right I've had people swear blind to me that he is committed to Miami I've had people swear blind to me that he's committed to Saudi Arabia It's good selling from the dad swear blind to me. That's good selling from Absolutely, the Absolutely that he's definitely going to re up with Paris Germain Good agency uh, He's not done any of these things. Like we said before, Leonel you know, and Jorge, take your time. You know what you're doing. Take your time. See what's out there. My romantic choice, go back to Rosario, where it all, had, where it all began. Go and do that. Well, or who, well, knew? We're also,
1: who knew you romantic?
0: You know what would be who even knew? cooler? Sign for Al Nasser and play alongside Cristiano.
1: Aww. Oh, <laughs> that would be awesome. What a romantic <laughs> you are. Never knew you had it in you.
0: Let's go back to Friday night, and Napoli's 2-1 win at Lecce. Don, they weren't super impressive, and Gio Simeone picked up an injury. But Victor Seaman could be back for the Champions League, and that's a game-changer, right? It's
1: a massive game-changer. That is a game-changer in a half. They've not been the same without him the last couple of weeks. Sure, they sort of survived early on when Raspadori and Simeone was, were, were getting their goals, but he's a beast. He sets the tone, he closes people down. Um, I think what I've seen in the, in the last couple of games, especially in the defeat against Milan, is they didn't have that presence. Osserman puts defenders under pressure. He sets the tone, the midfield players. Have, and then you know about his ability. You yeah. know how good he is with his scoring goals. He's had an ability. He's a hold-up player, how athletic he is. He's a, he's a, he's a and, massive game-changer for them.
0: And now he has his new mask after losing his old one. Ah, yeah, right, yeah. Um, the special custom-made mask.
1: They said it was a lucky mask.
0: It's more luck, as I said before, it's like it's like, it's like Tony Stark and Iron Man, right? He has no powers without his mask, exactly. But put the mask on, and he becomes so. Vitrifico. What's he got
1: to play with his mask for life?
0: I think he will. Man, I, mean, I, I, I just, come on. I, I genuinely look, he got injured like, like a year, like more like a year ago. So, we're gonna, we're, like, gonna like, we're gonna, no, no, so I, I we're genuinely, gonna say
1: awesome playing with a mask till he's 35.
0: Look, I don't know for a fact. But I genuinely... But I like he must have healed, right? I genuinely don't believe that he wears the mask because for a for medical reason at this point. I mean, maybe well, I'm not... I wrong. think that's
1: the only reason, though. no.
0: No, I, I think he wears it because... Well, he thinks he looks cool. Well, he lucky. does look cool. Does he look looks cool, cool with a mask. Definitely. He's playing the best football of his life. Footballers are superstitious. Definitely. You know that, yeah. right? You were telling you were telling me the point of the, 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 the story about when you went on that win streak where, with, with Everton and you, you didn't change your underpants ah! for say,
1: months. Ah. Two and a half years never changed. My <laughs> <laughs> uh. Benfica lose only their second game of the season in all competitions on Friday night as they let slip a lead against Porto Gab.
0: Bad omen ahead of the game against Inter? Let me take you back to the beginning of your statement. What month is it? Now? Yes. April. It's April. Yeah. It is April. And this is only their second defeat in all competitions. And they play in the Portuguese Cup and they play in the Champions League and Amazing. they play in the Portuguese League. And did they lose Enzo Fernandes? Did they lose yep. the most expensive player yep. in the history of the Premier League in the yep. history of the wealthiest league in the world? I mean, this is unreal what's happening. I don't think it's a bad omen. I think they were they were a little bit lucky, I think, with the opening goal. They got caught. Um, Tarami putting Porto ahead. Porto played well. At some point, another defeat was going to come. But look, there's no question they were looking ahead to Inter on Tuesday. Mm. Uh, I, I'm going to Lisbon, by the way. I will be at that game. I will report back to see how they look. I don't think it's an omen. I don't think it plays with their minds. I, I think they're so well-drilled at this stage that I don't think it's going to affect Did them. Who you fancy? I mean, <laughs> the way Inter have been finishing. Yeah. but Inter were, I thought, really fortunate to get past Porto. Mm-hmm. So, logic says Benfica. That said, you know, everybody's so down on Inter about the finishing. Yeah, I'm an expected goals guy. I worry when you don't create chances. I think Inter have a shot. But, yeah, I, I think it's 55 or 60% bench at this the stage. Back to Bayern. Joshua Kimmich has apologized to Freiburg fans for what he called an, quote, unsportsmanlike celebration in their victory Saturday. Right, Don, where do you stand more generally on this uh, about your, your player, you scored a goal, you're celebrating... Should you just ignore the opposing nah, fans? Do you have a responsibility? Listen,
1: if you're getting a little bit of abuse or a bit of stick, there's no harm in giving a little bit back. As long as you don't overstep the mark. I don't think that's what I saw when, when Kimmick made the gesture.
0: Would a Newcastle fan scoring for Sunderland against Newcastle... I can't think
1: of who you mean here, Gab.
0: Tell us the story. But I'll
1: tell you the story. So I'm obviously a massive Newcastle fan. I've been on the Gallagher end, sat, stood on the Gallagher end all my teenage years. All my family are black and white. Massive Newcastle fan. I signed for Sunderland.
0: Taking the coin from Sunderland to go yeah, play? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I went back home, live in Durham, sure. which is which is a stunning place. Uh, so we go to St James's Park, hostile atmosphere, loads riding on the game. I know how much it means are both set to both sets of fans, but I'm a pro. I'm now a Sunderland fan because I play for them, so I want my team to do well. Uh, Gary Speed scores for Newcastle. They take the lead. And I scored an unbelievable left foot volley into the stanchion. My first thought was, I'm getting so much stick. Where's the Sunderland badge? Mwah, 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 mwah. Right in front of the Lisa's end. So I give them it. Five minutes later, went to take a corner. Coin off the top of the head. Fully deserved.
0: Fully deserved, Fully deserved. coin. So you provoked the, the Newcastle badge. fans. No, no, I'm joking. That's no, so what you're saying. Joke. You deserve the coin.
1: Yeah, but joking aside, we don't advocate <laughs> coins off <laughs> of the of head. Course. But, you know, I'm a man, if I'm man enough to kiss the Sunderland badge oh, at St James's Park, being a Newcastle fan... I've got to be man enough to take what's coming my way.
0: All right, and you never apologise like Yorkshire Kimmich. Are you apologising? Are you going to apologise to no, Newcastle fans now? No. All right. No. You I was sun and play and <laughs> fan at
1: the time. All's good in love and war. All's fair in love and war. Uh, so, Rex and play not count. I can't wait for this game. Both on a hundred points. It's going to be amazing. But it's cost Ryan Reynolds and Rob McKelney a lot of money. So, look.
0: So, they, they, the Rexham's accounts have come out, and some people have calculated that they've put in, between them, they've put in close to $10 million to be in there. Now, that's how much they put in. Now, what these calculations don't calculate is how much are they getting out in terms yeah. of, obviously, their own personal publicity for themselves. Yeah. Also, I believe they also made a reality TV show, yeah. which is... On some streaming network, right. I believe Disney Plus. My songs for uh, $11 million. I, Yeah, you know, maybe they're getting some money off that too. So, look, I, I think it's a nice story. I think what you are seeing is that, you know, along with the fairy tale, there's been serious investment. And I'm okay with that. Right. I'm okay with that if people are committed to it. Um, you know, when, when, when they first did this, I said, I hope they're not just doing this for publicity and they're serious about this. Yeah. I think they've shown that they are serious about it. Do they get an economic return? Yes. Are they still losing money on it? I don't know, mm. but that's okay. Yeah. Because I think they've well, if done. They're
1: something. okay with it. Happy
0: days. Exactly. I'm, I'm. I'm all right with that. Uh, Don. Amazing. This brings us to an end. Um, but so thank you for for filling. Uh, I wanted to say filling Jules's big big shoes, but he's got little it's teeny tiny feet. Tiny, yeah, yeah, and, tiny uh, shoes. Um, we're going to be back on Thursday. And look back at some Champions League action. That's right, quarterfinal stage. Until then, uh, love the game, love your neighbor, love yourself.
2: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com gab. Just go to indeed.com gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.